from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Already the second month of the year of 2015. Yes, it's February 1. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. It is the WIA National News. Just before we get into the news in full, those that are on the text edition of the news that get it sent to you by email or those that read it on wia.org.au, right at the end, in amongst all of the uh, who's listening, how do you subscribe, etc., etc., are all the details that you really do need to, uh, to read now and again. So what I'm going to do is just uh, gloss through those very quickly with some of the bits and pieces. Now, we would like to thank also the dedicated band of broadcast volunteers who give of their time and equipment in bringing you this weekly broadcast because without you, the rest of Australia wouldn't be able to hear what's going on. Now, the purpose of this WIA News is to rapidly provide news of interest to active amateurs residing in Australia, but also across the globe. We strongly encourage membership in the Wireless Institute of Australia and participation in the activities of your local club. Opinions expressed in WIA News are those of the writers who submit material and do not necessarily reflect those of the rebroadcasters, nor the national WIA, but they are broadcast in the spirit in which they were submitted. Material may be reproduced in whole or in part in any form, but a credit to WIA News wouldn't go astray. So, who listens to this news? Well, a weekly tally sheet is sent to all rebroadcasters and interested listeners. To get your free copy, you send a blank email to wiabroadcasters-subscribe at yahoogroups.com. And how do you join the national news list? Again, email vk1wia-news-join at lists. Now, all these URLs, as we do with most of the URLs throughout the broadcast, are in the text edition. And that, of course, is best read first up at wia.org.au and then click on the WIA Weekly News Bulletin. Now, what if you want to leave the national news list? Yes, you can unsubscribe your weekly feed and all those details are also at the end of the WIA script each week. Now, once your unsubscription has been processed, you'll probably receive another message confirming it. And then from there on in, you should stop receiving messages. And as I said, National News is compiled by myself, Graham, VK4BB, on behalf of the National WIA. But again, the items we broadcast are broadcast in the spirit of which they were submitted. Who listens to radio? VK7 LCW. VK7 FEMA. VK4 NET. VK4 Zulu Delta. VK4 Delta India. And VK4 Foxtrot Oscar X Ray Echo in the Lockyer Valley. VK4 VKB. VK3 VK2 FBRI. Building the future, the best reward, says VK5 BA, Malcolm Haskard, AM. Producing well-trained and qualified university graduates is among the highlights of Professor Malcolm Haskard, who has been recognised in the Australia Day Honours. He's been recognised for his significant service to science, particularly to electronic engineering and to the community. 
Professor Haskett, 78, of Humbug Scrub, said he was shocked and honoured when he was notified of his appointment as a member of the Order of Australia. Congratulations, Victor Kilo 5, Bravo Alpha, Malcolm Haskard. A number of well-known amateurs, Alara members and subscribers, led by Gene Fisher, Victor Kilo 3, Victor India Popper, Alara National President, are operating Maritime Mobile until Feb 11. As this is Alara's 40th year, try and make the effort of a QSO. Transport will be via the liner MS Celebrity Solstice. The group is using IRLP and IRLP-enabled repeaters available in New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania and New Zealand. As operation is maritime from one of the largest cruise liners to operate in Australian waters and the group are limited to permissible low-power handhelds to access devices, they cannot set any schedule as to when they will be calling and listening. The group is unashamedly trying to promote IRLP as a form of communication and linking that's available to all amateurs with modern analogue FM 2 metre and 70 centimetre transceivers. New South Wales police are searching for a downed light plane in denched bushland in the Illawarra region and when they found it they were forced to use triangulation to locate the deceased pilot's mobile phone and that led them to the wreckage. The homemade single-seater aircraft was reported missing after taking off from Weddenburn Airport between Sydney and Wollongong. Wollongong Local Area Command Superintendent Kyle Stewart said emergency services were forced to triangulate the pilot's mobile phone to find the plane's wreckage. We were fortunate that he had the mobile phone with him. The plane was very hard to find because it had been painted in camouflage pattern. Anzac Day 2015 Portable at Ballarat the Victorian Ballarat Showgrounds will again be a focal point for radio amateurs to commemorate Anzac Day, which this year is the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli landing. Organiser John O'Carr, VK3 FMPB, wants to hear from volunteers with portable stations to operate on the afternoon of Saturday, April 25. The event in its second year will honour our heroes through a show of mateship and enjoyment. To volunteer or for more details, contact VK3 FMPB on air or email at the address shown on this WIA National News. Aussie Pico Balloon lost while another floats. A small solar-powered Pico Balloon launched from Australia lasted four days before it went down in the South Pacific northeast of New Zealand, probably due to rain and ice in the area. Andy VK3YT reports this balloon, PS31, had given its final JT9 mode packet message to VKNZL last Tuesday. It was falling with an altitude of 630 metres and had slowed up. The balloon was then declared lost. Andy, who launched both the PS31 and days later the PS32 balloon, says hopefully PS32, the other balloon, will keep going for much longer. PS32 balloon with VK3 ANH call sign was put up from 56 kilometres east of Melbourne on Australia Day, at first taking a more polar route, then on towards South America. The flights continue to break new ground because small party-type foil balloons are used and they don't need a large radar target or permission from most aviation authorities. Other driving forces behind the Pico balloon revolution are payload miniaturisation and very weak signal modes. Foundation Licence Weekend Training in VK3. Yes, February. This month's Foundation Licence Quality Training and Assessments will be held by Amateur Radio Victoria at Ashburton. Enrolments are being taken now for the course to be held February the 14th and 15th. An experienced trainer patiently explains the theoretical and regulatory knowledge needed for the 30-minute written assessment paper, plus there's a hands-on demonstration of the equipment used during the actual practical assessment. 
Each candidate is expected to have read the Foundation Licence Manual. Some handout notes and trial questions to test knowledge are provided. To inquire or enrol, contact the Education Team Leader, Barry Robertson, Victor Kilo 3, Papa Victor. Again, check out foundation at amateurradio.com.au by email or telephone 0428 516 001. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F call? As a result of my comments last week about the use of an iambic key by a foundation licensee, it's been suggested to me that the LCD is unclear and in need of review. Thanks for the feedback. Even F calls have the ear of the WIA board. As well as learning about the finer points of the LCD, during the week I had the opportunity to work a rare DX station using the antenna farm of one of the clubs I'm a member of. The 10-metre, six-element beam at a height of about 10 metres or so works great with my radio, and the contact was made within a couple of minutes. I then got the idea to try a different antenna. A friend has a 10-metre, five-element beam in storage in his shed. We went to a local lake, put the beam together and strapped it to a three-metre mast and guide the contraption with some rope. Using the Armstrong rotator, we managed to pick up the same DX station and made another contact. Both contacts were done with 5 watt single sideband, using my 857D and a battery. The second setup was on a grassed area. The car was parked under a Morton Bay fig tree, nice and shady, with little local interference. Except that all of a sudden, around 3.30pm, we found ourselves surrounded by mothers and children. Turns out there was a local school not 200 metres from our location. Wide-eyed children plucked up the courage, or their mothers did, and came up to ask what we were up to. A picture is worth a thousand words, so we turned up the radio volume and listened to stations around the world. Curiosity is a great thing, and several mothers recommended we contact the school to do some demonstrations there. It's now on my to-do list. Wonderful talking to curious minds, talking about skipping stones on the water, radio waves, the internet, the sun and the ionosphere. There should be more of it. I'm Ono, VK6FLAB. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Five-year-old passes ham radio exam. Colton Ragdale, Kilo Echo Zero, Charlie Romeo Delta, passed the amateur radio exam at the age of five. Colton got 93% of the questions in the technician exam correct, an impressive score. The USA Technician Exam permits the holder to run 200 watts output on 4 HF bands and 1500 watts on the VHF, UHF and microwave bands. Techs can operate maritime mobile, build their own equipment and run repeaters. Colton's parents Deborah, Kilo Zero, Kilo Alpha India and Zeke, Kilo Zero X-Ray Kilo are both radio hands and it was seeing his parents using radios and talking to one another that made him want to become involved. So he took the FCC test and passed. The 24-hour laptop is almost here. A handful of new systems are promising more than 15 hours battery life on a single charge, or 20 hours with an optional second battery installed. 
The days of plugging in on the road are almost over, at least for short business trips. Panasonic have introduced its newest Toughbook 31, which can run for up to 18 hours depending on the use, or 27 hours with an optional second battery installed. The laptop, which has a tough briefcase-type exterior, so it can withstand a fall, will go on sale next month starting at $3,699. Panasonic's claim of 18 hours is for a power-saving mode with the wireless off and screen brightness reduced. That's probably not a typical use case for most people. And while Dell claims up to 15 hours for the XPS 13, Intel's measured only 11 hours for the same laptop. Dell hasn't provided any benchmarks to prove its claims, but says it's confident in its dense battery and unique chemical formula. Battery technology itself hasn't improved much lately, but laptops are getting smarter, more sophisticated circuitry to help them run longer. World War II Codebreaker Secrets for Sale Alan Turing, the British pioneering computer scientist, mathematician, cryptanalyst, philosopher mathematical biologist and marathon and ultra-distance runner, the man who helped crack Hitler's code to bring a war to an end, hand-wrote a manuscript that has never been seen in public and dates back to 1942. The 56-page manuscript, to be sold at Bonham's Auction House in New York in April, expects to fetch at least one million US dollars. It features his thinking on mathematics and computer science. During the Second World War, Turing worked with the Government Code and Cipher School, GC and CS, at Bletchley Park, Britain's code-breaking centre. For a time, he led the section responsible for breaking German ciphers, including an electromechanical machine that could find settings for the Enigma machine. Turing's pivotal work in cryptanalysis is credited with shortening the war in Europe by as many as four years. British actor Benedict Cumberpatch portrays Alan Turing in the Oscar-nominated film The Imitation Game. New York stations testing signals from World Trade. Work has started at One World Trade Center in Lower Manhattan on installing a DTV transmission system that will be tested to glean data on signal strength and other characteristics of ATSC signals with the hope of luring back stations that relocated following the 9-11 destruction of the Twin Towers. Phil Kurtz, writing in TV Newscheck, says... Metropolitan Television Alliance, which represents 12 of the major TV stations in New York City, plan to test the strength and coverage of broadcast signals from the tower atop One World Trade Center. The new skyscraper that replaced the Twin Towers lost in the 9-11 attacks 13 years ago. If the tests go well, the MTVA station may move their primary broadcast facilities to One World Trade Center, which at 1,776 feet is the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. Unlicensed religious broadcasts are ordered off the air. The FCC has ordered an unlicensed California religious broadcaster, who's sometimes broadcast on a frequency in the 40-metre phone band, to shut down his station. The FCC's Los Angeles District Office issued a notice of unlicensed operation in response to a complaint of unlicensed operation on multiple HF frequencies including some allocated to aeronautical stations. The FCC said its agents used radio direction finding techniques to confirm that signals on 6280 kHz and 11595 kHz were emanating from a residence and that property records indicated that Elliot was the current owner and resident. 
The pirate station identified itself as YHWH. And another FCC case. With that story, here is Amateur Radio Newsline. The FCC Enforcement Bureau has affirmed an $11,000 fine against Brian Crow, K3VR, of North Huntington, Pennsylvania, for deliberately interfering with other amateur radio communications. The FCC had first proposed the fine last July, and it released a forfeiture order on January 13th. The FCC said it imposed the financial penalty because of Crow's willful and repeated violation of Section 333 of the Communications Act and of Sections 97.101, Paragraph D, and 97.119, Paragraph A, of the Amateur Service Rules, quote, by causing intentional interference to licensed radio operations and failing to transmit his assigned call. On July 22, 2014, the FCC also issued a similarly worded NAL to Michael Guernsey, KZ8O of Parchment, Michigan, proposing to fine him $22,000. In both cases, the FCC said the evidence indicated that the transmissions at issue were aimed at interfering with other radio amateurs with whom each licensee, quote, had a long-standing and well-documented dispute, end quote, that had spilled out onto the air. The Enforcement Bureau had warned both Guernsey and Crow in the past regarding interference to other amateur radio operators. In Crow's case, the FCC said the fact that he subsequently interfered with other amateur operators, quote, demonstrates a deliberate disregard for the Commission's authority, end quote, warranting the upward adjustment of $3,500 to his proposed base forfeiture. QRZ Logbook now recognizes contact confirmations from ARRL's Logbook of the World and users can now download their contacts from Logbook of the World directly onto their QRZ Logbook. QRZ.com has posted an LOTW download quick start guide. The QRZ.com user group center can provide help with any problems or answer questions. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK 4FUQ, Dateline 2015. Field Day 2015, Saturday, February 28th and Sunday, March the 1st. Tablelands Radio Group will again hold AMNCW on Anzac Day 25 April. Harry Anshul Sprint conducted on 80 metres, May 2. 10-10 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. The Africa All Mode International DX Contest will be run from 12 hours UTC Saturday 14th of March to 12 hours UTC Sunday 15th of March with CW phone and ready activity on 160 to 10 metres. The WAC bands are excluded. The objective of this All Mode Contest is to stimulate contesting from Africa. All participating stations worldwide may work any country during the contest period, but QSO is that radio amateurs from Africa is encouraged as reflected in the higher points being awarded in the scoring mechanism. SKN and Oscar Best Fist nominations due. Thanks to all who participated in the MSAT Stroke Keynote and Oscar 2015. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to nominate someone you work for Best Fist. 
Your nominee need not have had the best fist of those you heard, only of those you worked. Continuing operational news. Next week we will have another look at operating portable from South Australia's National and Conservation Parks and the second anniversary of the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award. Make sure you listen out. Special Event Station PA70OV. Viron will be active with the Special Event Station to commemorate Operation Veritable, the successor of Operation Market Garden. The PA70OV team is busy with the preparations of activities from February the 6th to February the 8th. Operation Veritable is not known very well to most people. It was a battle which formed the prelude to the leap across the Rhine, after which the eventual defeat of Germany soon followed. Guatemala V7BV is active stroke TG9 from Guatemala until February the 17th on 20, 17 and 50 metres CW and SSB. QSL virus home call sign, which again is V7BV, direct, by the Bureau or electronically using logbook of the world. Kenya DF3FS and DR9OLI will be operating stroke 5Z4 from Diani Beach, Kenya, between February the 16th and March the 8th. 80 through 10 metres CW and SSB. QSL via the home call signs via the Bureau. OZ90IARU. On the occasion of the 90th anniversary of the IARU, Danish radio amateurs will be active at a special event call. OZ90IARU. In the period now until December 31, 2015. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it's relayed on 146.825 and 146.850 at 9am. I'm Gordon, VK4VP. I'm Brian, VK3GR, beginning with Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Search for NASA educational resources with the new search tool. Are you looking for a lesson plan about the planet Jupiter? Or do you need a poster with information about the Wright brothers' first flight? Perhaps maybe you're uh, hunting for a website with information about NASA's deep space missions. NASA Education has a new tool to help you in your search. NASA's new educational resource search tool can help you find lesson plans, posters, educator guides and other materials to supplement your science, technology, engineering and mathematics curriculum. Search hundreds of resources by subject, grade level, type, and keywords. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW, VK has lots of lighthouses. Australia has lighthouses dotted around its vast coastline. Several others are in the lightship category, with up to 70 regularly active each August, thanks to portable radio amateurs. Starting the tradition was the late... Mike Dalrymple, GM4SUC, who, in 1998, invited Down Under to join the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. The responses were Green Cape Lighthouse, VK2SEA, the Australian Naval Amateur Radio Society by Kevin, VK2CE, the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club, VK4BAR and VK4RAN, both at the Queensland Maritime Museum, and Trevor, VK7TS, from Ediston Point in Tasmania. Records show that the four had a very good time and even worked several ZL stations. The ILLW was here to stay. Why has Australia embraced this event with such fervour and enthusiasm? Initially, there was some reluctance and misunderstanding by lighthouse owners. With lots of diplomacy explaining the fun event, 
and the publicity that flowed from it, there was a decided positive change of attitude. Through a lot of early hard work, the number of VK stations has increased with it peaking at 72 in the year 2012 and not far behind since. Arch rival in the event is Germany, which also had 72 a year later in 2013, and the USA had 93 to top the list last year. So far, 2015 is shaping up well, attracting 130 registrations from 20 countries for the weekend of August 15 and 16. If you would like more information or to register online, then please visit the dedicated website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. Melbourne QRP by the Bay, Saturday, February 14, 2015. If you're into QRP, home brewing and HF antennas, don't miss Melbourne's QRP by the Bay. Enthusiastic amateurs will gather on Chelsea Beach and show off projects, demonstrate antennas and swap experiences. If you've just got your ham ticket and haven't done much HF, it's a great opportunity to see how it's done with 5 or 10 watts. It's easier than you think. VK3YE Peter Parker told WIA National News that the venue will be Chelsea Beach near Victory Park and the Chelsea Long Beach Surf Lifesaving Club. The date, Saturday, February 14th from 3pm. That's Saturday, Feb 14, anytime onward from 3pm. QRP by the Bay is an informal gathering. Bring any radio-related projects, equipment, antennas or accessories. Stay as short or as long as you like. The venue is family-friendly with numerous parks and food outlets nearby. While it's Valentine's Day, there's plenty in and around Chelsea to combine a visit with a meal or a sunset walk on the beach. This will be the fourth QRP by the Bay. Last November's produced a record crowd with nearly 30 present. Watch the video. URLs in the text edition and best read at the wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Old Timers. And it's time again that we headed west. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with a reminder that the first Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's bulletin for this year goes to air tomorrow, Monday, February the 2nd. Regular listeners will know that after many years of dedicated service preparing the bulletin each month, Bill, VK3BR, has retired and handed over the reins to Bruce, VK3UV, and Ian, VK3JS. Thanks, Bill, for a truly magnificent effort, and I wish Bruce and Ian every success as the new producers. Although the principal HF transmission will continue at 0100 UTC on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz USB, beamed north from Melbourne for Eastern States listeners, the 0200 UTC 20 metre transmission to WA has now been discontinued. However, at 0200 UTC, WA listeners can tune in via the linked VHF-UHF repeater network as before, or listen to the simultaneous transmission on 40 metres on 7060 kHz lower sideband by Chris VK6JI. Additionally, other local area broadcasts take place at various times throughout the day. To find a time and frequency for your local area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen in, and we look forward to hearing your call sign during the callbacks following each transmission. 
So once again, tune in tomorrow to hear the latest news and stories from the RAOTC. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. And now finally this week to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Tour de France ham radio volunteers rewarded. The BBC say a voluntary Raynet team that helped the 2014 Tour de France race through the Yorkshire Dales has received radio equipment worth about £5,500. The Radio Amateurs Emergency Network, Raynet, provided communications over 2,000 square miles in North Yorkshire, operated by 42 volunteers. Good on them. That's all from me this week. Brian, VK3GR, signing off. Well, here we are at the bottom of the WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. It's been good to be able to join you and bring you the news. Don't forget, a lot more detail of what we broadcast is shown in the text edition. And when you do send audio, please make sure you do send the text because we have actually even more readers than we do listeners. We get round the, getting on close to 3,000 each week for this WIA National News. Okay, on the social scene then, I'm out of here. February 7 in VK3, the Homebrew Construction Group, 2pm, Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G, Victory Boulevard in Ashburton. Feb 14 in VK3, Melbourne QRP, By the Bay, Chelsea Beach, 3pm. And Feb 22 in VK2, the big one, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. We'll see you next week. Till then, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.